0: Welcome to the King Hero IndyCar Podcast with Kirby and Justin. Kirby, how are you? Doing well, Justin. How about yourself? Saw Roger Waters last night.
1: Yeah, how was that?
0: Not my favorite, and we'll just leave it there. Sorry to hear that. Kirby, uh, also looking forward to kind of winding down the season. I feel like I'm losing energy. How could that
1: be with such a scintillating championship chase going down to the wire?
0: I do believe that will be the line oft repeated of the weekend. You think? Yeah, <laughs> getting that feeling already.
1: Are you tired of hearing about uh, the lack of team orders last week at Portland and whether they'll be employed this
0: week at Laguna Seca? Well, that will never. That will also be a, a oft repeated thing. Uh, yes, I'm already tired of it. I mean, it's a reasonable point. Anybody that knows the Penske organization would have not said that that was going to happen. I can remember how much we our
1: fans would howl at F, F Formula One team orders back in the day, especially the the big Rubens Barrichello move over at the Formula One Grand Prix here in Indianapolis for Michael Schumacher back in there in their heyday. And so I think it's funny that people now are suggesting that it was. Uh, A big self self inflicted error that. uh,
0: Yeah, I do remember um, in a relatively recent time curve there was there was a time when Penske actually should have done that. Uh, Was it was it Power Montoya or was I think it might have been Power Montoya. That's right. The year that uh, Montoya lost in the tiebreaker to Dixon. Right. It's it's a number. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there was something that happened – memory's not serving well, but there was something that happened in the uh, race before where they could have, like, bumped up Montoya's numbers a little bit, and they didn't do it. So they have paid the price for not doing it. Let's put it that way. You know,
1: Formula 1 is a lot different than IndyCar in terms of the way teams are structured. You know, in IndyCar, each car is pretty much its own team in a lot of ways. I know that they make sure – the team owner and all that kind of thing, but they each have their own sponsor. They each have their own constituents that all – um, have their own goals, and was a Freightliner that was on McLaughlin's car last week, and if they'd have followed team orders instead of, um, you know, victory lane pictures with Freightliner on the car, uh, they it would have been Verizon with power. And Freightliner said there, wait a second, paid as much yeah. as Verizon did for this car.
0: That's a good point. That's a great point. Yeah, was it wasn't like there was Verizon on both cars, which yeah. there would have over, been. Over in Formula Volkswagen.
1: One, both cars share the the sponsorship, and they're all clearly Hound. different structure.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's a great point. Uh, certainly one of the reasons they don't do that. Kerb, uh, I can't believe it. You also, also
1: would have screwed Newgarden. If, uh, it's one thing to to add 10 points to your lead on Dixon, but to add 10 points to your lead on your teammate
0: might have uh, been a problem too. Yeah, I don't think Tim Sendrick would will let that happen. Kerb, I can't believe it, but you're the one who's uh, repeatedly brought up F1 in this uh, podcast already. So um, I mean, let's dive por- in. Por- fortunately, in a in a denigrating way, but. <laughs> we'll, we'll continue. <laughs> we'll see if that with that trend continues here as I go on. Uh, I was thinking maybe it was your recent uh, jaunt over uh, over the pond that had you uh, so enthusiastic about the the formula. Listen, uh, yeah, listen. Please listen to this. I, you know, you have talked uh, about European condescension of America sure uh, american racing i guess uh particularly indycar racing uh, on several occasions and i i have to agree with you that this has now reached a crescendo you may think that i'm referring to the you know colton Herta super license uh points uh debacle but I, i'm really not i'm more i'm, I'm uh, more referring to this uh stefano domicelli's uh in his comments about uh andretti's application to be an f1 team paraphrasing here but it which which he basically said is you know uh which i see out neanderthal americans uh with their uncouth were far too forward and too brash in their application assume that was some emphasis there added by yourself yes like i said i'm paraphrasing but uh, you didn't have to read between the lines. He made it pretty clear that uh, he thought uh, that uh, the Andretti's were far too vocal, far too arrogant, and far too American <laughs> to be considered. I mean, his, his comments were really – I mean, particularly since Mario is involved, I thought they were really over the top. Yeah, it, it doesn't get much uh, stuck up much higher in the air than his nose is at the moment. And it's not just this issue. I mean, it's about everything. It's like uh, – you know, Porsche didn't, the Porsche deal didn't work out with Red Bull, but there's more there. You know, there's more behind him. He's just feeling his oats right now, that guy. Did he take over the uh, Chase Carey fellow? Yes, he did. It's kind of ironic to me that it is high up in the air considering his position, who he works for, Americans.
1: Right. And then they've made expansion in America their number one priority. And they've got an idiotic super licensed scoring structure.
0: Um, well, if, if, not, if, not, got- if I'm not
1: mistaken, I read somewhere that Linus Lynn. Lind- Twist. actually qualifies for a super license
0: and Colton heard it doesn't. Well, look, Curb, this is an organization, I guess we've wandered into the super license debate. This is an organization which has given uh, super licenses to uh, Mazapin or Massive <laughs> right. Spin, right? right. Um, people like uh, 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 Latifi now, right? And uh, And your favorite, Bouncy Max Chilton. And just how ludicrous is it that, like, it's even a debate as to whether, you know, Herda can hang with those gentlemen, right? It comes down to, and I think, you know, it does come down to is just the arrogance and, uh, you know, what Adretti's accused them of, in my opinion, which is, um, you know, they got something against Americans. It's hard to come to any kind of other conclusion, frankly. It wasn't that long
1: ago, I don't think, when um they were happy to have guys like Carl Haas come around and start up a brand new team because they were hurting for teams and drive- and
0: car owners, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. You got, you know, the, the principal of that team saying he doesn't think you know <laughs> should be allowed in. It's it's ludicrous. Of the American team of all things. It's really this has just gotten out of control.
1: Well, they're they're riding high and they're uh they're enjoying it for all it's worth. I suspect that the interest in America will peak and decline.
0: If that's true, I'm going to enjoy watching them slide down that hill. <laughs> well, look, they are riding high. There's no more proof of that than to watch that uh, race in Spas. Yeah, it's absolutely packed with people, and the and the fact that they're very actually talking about getting rid of it, it just shows you how high they are
1: riding at the moment. Maybe the crowd was too boisterous for them.
0: You know, they might have booed or cheered for
1: certain people. Um, they, no. might have had a few, they might have had a few drinks too many and they, well it's just not for
0: them the very fact that you can have a race that you're absolutely packing in the people, that's iconic and you can actually talk about leaving it I mean, that is the definition of riding very high on your horse at the moment Curb, um, recent news uh, out the uh, last couple of days that Toyota was close to a deal with uh, IndyCar for a third manufacturer You know, kind of didn't back out but at the same time has not backed in I'm just wondering, uh, any bits and pieces we can get out of this F1? I mean, let, let's say, for example, they drop Spa. Wouldn't it be great if, like, IndyCar could pick up some of these iconic venues from from their drippings? Um, I'm going to say that's not going to happen. I don't
1: I don't see Pesky having the appetite to go over there unless somebody made them an offer they couldn't refuse, and, and I don't see that happening right now. And uh, I'd rather see IndyCar focus, you know, from Canada down to South America and back and uh, see what they could do there. I think it works better for them. Times wise. They've got a history of good fans from those areas in the past, lots of drivers and sponsors from those areas in the past. And work better for them if they want to go international than it would be to go back and forth to
0: Asia or Europe. I'm hoping some good comes out of the rise of Formula One to where they just can't address all markets and that some of it comes good for, uh, for IndyCar. The rising
1: tide helping all the other ships besides just Formula One.
0: Yeah well i one of the ones that i wouldn't mind seeing happen now that alfa Romeos leaving uh, formula one is to see maybe them become the third engine manufacturer here they are selling some cars over here but you you're full up so how many more are they going to sell without yeah. the justin family market uh there to support them well that's a great point The sales are uh, are not great over in the the us here at the moment it looks like about 18 million with a 0.12% of the U.S. market share. Come on, Kerb. That means there's room to grow. They got to get the they got to get the word out.
1: I'm all for you. You put together the business plan and pitch it to. I bet Roger could pitch it to him
0: for you. Without
1: Toyota, I'm not sure who else makes sense. to you?
0: I mean, Ford makes sense, but I just don't think they have any interest. Right. Curb, uh, it was somewhat humorous to me that uh, some people at Racer feel like they had to, I guess, fill some space. So there was like this article about how Graham Rahal's, you know, behind this pit, pushing this Pittsburgh race idea. Yeah. And it was super funny to read uh, not shortly after that came out that, you know, Graham tweeted, uh, hey, hey, <laughs> I just said I thought it was a good idea. I'm not saying I'm putting the putting the thing on, you know. <laughs> In other words, the the, 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 the the article is just a bunch of rubbish. Right. There is no Pittsburgh race. You've got a nice uh,
1: track right up the road in, in Pennsylvania you could use.
0: Podcast of Pocono. Pocono promotions. I mean, yeah, you can oh. talk
1: about picking up the scraps from Formula One, but there's an example of picking up some scraps from NASCAR, who keeps re-engineering their schedule.
0: Well, don't you know? Nobody wants to go there, Kerb. That's true. I guess I forgot there's no appetite in the paddock for that. So they say. Curb, you probably missed this because you were overseas, but there was a particularly funny moment uh, during a um, practice for Portland uh, where they caught some radio from Will Power. And, and I think you, of, of all people, would particularly have enjoyed this. <laughs> that he was trying to get some space on the track so he could put a lap in. Power said, um, well, who's up ahead of me? Or they, they said, Harvey's up ahead of you. And Power says, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to need to give him a half a, lap, half a track a lap because he's so slow <laughs> and useless.
1: <laughs> it's ironic considering that Ray Hall hired him for his qualifying prowess.
0: Yeah, um, I just thought you being a, somewhat a detractor, Mr. Harvey, would have found that uh, most humorous. Surprising that he appears to have a
1: another year on the in the Ray Hall organization.
0: Well, yeah, I think he's got a contract. Maybe Ray Hall actually serves their contract out. Curb, um again, I don't know if you had a chance to really watch the Portland race in in any kind of detail. Um, I listen, I listened to it on. On uh, IndyCar Radio. Okay. So I don't know if that came out on the radio because I didn't listen to the radio broadcast. But, but uh, at the end of the day, Newgarden made a very poor choice about tires in the end. He, right. he decided to go on the blacks instead of the reds. And it was fairly obvious to anybody watching, even Townsend Bell, that you know reds were the way to go. It was a confounding decision that him and Tim Sendrick made on the end there and and i i don't blame newgarden for not knowing i mean you know he's driving the car he's got other things to do but where the hell is tim cendrick saying no no we're going reds there's no choice about this comments i read it might have been newgarden's call um, it was but that's what i'm saying i don't i don't i mean sometimes at some point you gotta overrule your driver because you're seeing things he isn't or he's too busy to notice uh, if it would have stayed green he would have not have had that problem right I, no, I don't think the data even supported that. I mean, that was the reasoning, but I don't even think the data supported that. Well, I think it was pretty clear, like uh, the Reds were, you know, lasting as as long as the the Blacks, uh, you know, almost, uh, you know, but were just faster. Was he in fourth when the, when they restarted? I don't remember exactly where he was, but you know, he he felt like a stone as soon as, as soon as he put those things on, it, it was over.
1: So let's just say he's fourth he's been the third fastest penske all day at least award if nobody else was faster than him too and maybe he's looking at it and saying i can't finish behind Will Power with you know, going into the last race maybe this, the only chance i have is to do something different have better tires in the last 10 laps and make something happen i don't think it's the worst possible idea in the world um if you're sitting there saying i want to win the championship or bust
0: well now we can add to the, the list of the people that you're an apologist for is Tim Sendrick.
1: I think if it stays
0: green, he's he's probably in decent shape. At least he stays where he's at and doesn't do any worse. Um, I disagree. I think he's ba- he would have been fall- he fell- fallen back and not been able to get back ahead. He ends up where he's at, maybe even worse, um, if it, even if it had gone green. Uh, it, it, like I said, watching the race to me, and maybe I implore you to go back and watch it. It was so obvious. It was just such an obviously bad choice. I, I can't believe they let him make it, frankly. But there you go. I'm not going <laughs> to go spend two hours watching the replay, but I might invest in looking at
1: the lap charts and let you. That's
0: How about just watching
1: the sure. last ten laps? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I I can't because I don't have internet here in my house for a month now
0: going on. <laughs> yeah, so. Incredible. Incredible. Curb, um I was going to bring up the topic of uh, was Colton Hurd of the best uh, IndyCar choice for F1? But uh, as soon as I wrote that as a t- potential topic down the next day, Jack Benyon wrote a whole article on it. So I think we'll just skip that. Benyon actually come to a conclusion or did you just go on and on and um just fill up a page? I'll be honest. I scanned it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not really sure. He seemed to kind of kind of go the same direction and conclusion, which I would have made, which is, yes, he is. Uh, and part, partly because he's American. Well, you know, Pillow actually has a super license. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think he brought up all his points, and I don't want to get into them, but at the end of the day, um, he's probably, you know, it's, it's, you're really only talking about three guys. We're talking Pillow, Award, and him. He's the only one that's American. I think he dazzled a couple people when he went over there and test, tested that McLaren, so… I, I think he is the obvious choice, actually.
1: Save me save me all the reasons why it would never happen. But just tell me, answer one question. Do you think Newgarden would perform well in Formula One?
0: Today? Now? Yeah. I I think the argument against it <coughs> with a guy like him mm-hmm. is, is that it'd probably take him a couple of years to get up to speed. And then you're putting a year or two on a guy that's old to begin with from a – f1 standpoint the idea is that <clears throat> a younger guys will get up to speed quicker because they're younger and b once they are up to speed you still got a young guy could he do it of course he could all right would he be in there of course he would but um i don't think there would be many teams willing to invest in a guy that age for the reasons i just laid out no, like i said i get all that i'm just saying i, th- I actually think he could do well if- if you had the opportunity i think there's a lot of guys you could say i mean dixon power you know pick them right but right. rossi but i just i just think you get to a certain age and nobody wants to you know th- they want you for 10 years not for two so you know at the end like i said at the end of the day it really does the the, the there's probably three guys that qualify in the indycar circuit that would you know under all those circumstances go go to f one and only once American, so it is, he is kind of the obvious choice. Curb, who um, goes Hollinger, is going to two cars next year. I did see that. You know, at least in Portland, I noticed that, uh, you know, on the side of the car is uh, JHR, right? Who Hukos- goes right. Hollinger Racing, right? They have, right. In other words, they have no sponsor. Right. Um, so I assume that uh, Mr. Hollinger's uh, supporting cool. the vast majority of this, right? Right. I mean, first of all, you you got a question without a sponsor. How can how can you go to two? All right, but I'm gonna leave that out for a minute. But if there was a franchise system, it would it would pay it would pay Mr. Hollinger to you know to actually establish that second car. At least you could say he was getting some value out of establishing that second car. Okay. I don't know what without the franchise system where he's getting much of anything other than uh, twice the bills. So they're reading the article. so they keep reading it, reading it, thinking. Tell me what
1: happened to make you be able to say that, you know, I mean, you, you nailed down a sponsor and you're just going to have to announce that at a later date. So the sponsor gets, a, you know, can do it in their own way to maximize the announcement or you, you have to put this out now because, you know, you want to make sure you tie down a, a Chevy engine lease or, or I just found it a strange thing to announce without any other details at all.
0: I get my guess is that they got the Chevy engine. Curb, I am in the remote studio, and I, I haven't apologized for the my sound quality, but that's why I, I am. So, to everybody, I apologize. As, so as I, I said, I don't, have,
1: I don't have internet, so I'm doing this on my phone, so I apologize as well. Picks? Do we need to do picks?
0: Yes. So, that's what I was going to suggest. Let's do picks. I believe I am first. I believe so. And uh, thus, for this race. You ever notice, Curb, uh, maybe I've mentioned this before, how – like how certain people love to use the word penultimate now? I don't think it's used enough, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's now like an affliction among anybody who writes for IndyCar that they have to say penultimate. I guess that's like the new thing to make you sound like you're smarter or something.
1: Actually, the one that's caught on like crazy that uh, and it's not caught on in the IndyCar world, thankfully, but uh, counterfactual.
0: Do you hear that more than ever? I haven't picked up on that one to be honest. Yeah, it's everywhere. Well, we just finished the penultimate counterfactual Portland race. Right. And uh now on to the 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 final race. Um the one after the penultimate race, <laughs> which would be be the ultimate race. <laughs> which would be the ultimate. Um um, but I, uh, for as far as who I want to pick for the race winner, I am going to have to come down on the side of Mr. Colton Herda. How could you not? The question is, do we assume that the Andretti
1: magic extends beyond Herda or not? Um, I'm going to say it doesn't. <laughs>
0: I'm, gonna, I'm going to go with, I'm going to Not a bad pick. Uh, does that mean that you assume New Garden is going to win the championship, curve?
1: No, I think that any Power will do what it takes to, to hang on and win the championship. If New Garden's got a car to win, I assume
0: Power will have a car to, to podium. I'm all in for Power. I want Power to win. I'm going to predict I'm going to win. Uh, and that could just be picking with my heart, not with my brain, but that's what it's going to be for me. And I will just, uh, to top, to, to just be all in on that, I will take Power as my next pick. All right. Well, I'm glad you did because I would have otherwise.
1: It's been pesky year all year long. I'm gonna go with Scotty M on my
0: second pick. Um, yeah, McLaughlin's having quite a year. Uh, it's hard to argue with that one. McLaughlin's been right there with Newgarden, I think. Yeah. Well, he's been on tear the second half of the year. That's for sure. All right. I'm gonna round it out. I think for at this point you'd have to be like, well, Dixon, Palau, or Rossi, right? I mean, those would probably be your Logical next three. I uh, throw, throw a ward in there. Oh, an award. That's probably fair. That's probably a fair one, Kerb. Uh, but I'm going to take Dixon. He's he's you know he's he's in the contention. He's going to have to try and be up front to win. And uh, sometimes when he needs to be a certain place, he tends to get there.
1: Well, um, if he's going to do that, he better qualify better than he has been. <laughs> That's
0: all I can say. Yeah, for those of you, I would not bet a dime until you see the qualifications because this is going to be a hard one to get around. I guess uh, I had a word on the brain
1: because I was going to pick him next. So, um award would be my third pick. Okay. Yeah, I think he'll be he'll be pushing hard to make something happen for himself to, to close out the year.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Which usually yeah. means you, Rex. It's <laughs> be uh, Twitter. At Hero H I R O IndyCar. At Hero IndyCar. Sponsors. Check it. Check South, it all, Street, South Street Diner, Boston, Massachusetts. Mention this podcast to Saul, and you'll get a generous discount.
1: Great to have Saul back on the back on the King Hero IndyCar podcast bandwagon.
0: In well, the the lure of uh, of uh, the final race is just too much for the sponsor to resist um speaking of such matters curb uh over and under five thousand people laguna seca on sunday i'll say more than five i don't know about 10 i, I think last year it was around five right probably yeah I, don't, I couldn't tell you i don't know it was terrible yeah can they double it this year which will still look awful
1: well it'd be nice if um we could at least see some people on the old hillside that we used to sit on <laughs> overturn look overlooking turn one and and actually have a
0: little bit of a crowd around us. We won't get into it. Uh, maybe we will on the next podcast, but what a what a horrible place to end the season. It's a sponsor's dream, Justin. They can go
1: play golf at Pebble Beach. And mm. go, look, go look for a, a Clint Eastwood sightings and Carmel by the Sea and,
0: and all that kind of thing.
1: And that's really what it's all about, isn't it? It's not about us fans. It's about team owners and their sponsors.
0: Well, that's what that says, in my opinion. Um To be honest, I
1: thinking they're making their money off business to business more than they are off of uh, business to consumer. So
0: Well the I teams should. are. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. The series and the team. So um, maybe they're maybe they're smart to think about that more than we are.
0: Maybe. All right, Kerb. On that I'm gonna end it. And uh wish everybody a good day. All right. Hope you
1: uh hope you hear this before the break.
0: Enjoy the race. We'll talk to you
1: next week.